my friend says caffeine's a drug. I said, oh, tell your friend, fuck you. I want to be a buddy with Just want a little breakfast. Surprise! Hello! We're well, kind of back! Welcome to Breakfast Punks. <laughs> this is episode... No, welcome to Breakfast Punks, the podcast about weird shit and heavy metal. Yes, not about DIY punk today. Uh, and um, this is episode 62. Technically it is episode 62. Um, four months on from uh, episode has 62. Has it been that long? Two. No, shit, this is 63. I don't know. This is... An episode <laughs> after the last one we did. And the last one we did was in the middle of April, I think. It was not long after MPF. And now, for those people in the future, it is the middle of August. There you go. It has been four months. You're correct. It has been four months. We didn't know if we were going to do another one. Yeah. I guess we kind of put ourselves on hiatus to, uh, I don't know, get, to get a break I was sick of it, Siobhan. From... I was sick of it. Let's well, be honest. It was my fault. Well, we were doing I got something... burnt out and sick of it and annoyed yeah. and sad. You did get annoyed Everything was rubbish. Yeah. And so we gave up the podcast. Took some time away from it. We've still given up the podcast, but we're just back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're back for this. So I think... Your number one breakfast punks, back. Yeah, yeah. for one time only. Like uh, Slim Shady, he was back. Was he back? And then, like Baby, Baby had back. Baby had back. The Terminator said he'd be back. He did. And he was. Uh, As may be obvious by the first minute of this podcast, we haven't done this for a while and I don't know how it's going to go. And we haven't planned anything, so Uh, apologies in advance. This is not going to be an episode like the ones that maybe you may be used to, or if this is your first time coming along and you think, oh, these two fucking buffoons talking rubbish is something I enjoy, and you go back and listen to the ones before... You're fine. We used to play music. Yeah. We used to do news stories. We used to prepare things. We used to talk about things that of interest. Yeah. Um, Lots of different weird stuffs. This is not going to be that episode. No. And I should imagine that if we do, this might be the last ever <laughs> Breakfast Punks, but if we do do <laughs> any more in a similar fashion to this, we're just going to chat for an hour or so. Just I'm chat. not even... Fuck it. Not, might not even be an hour or so. Might be three hours, might be 20 minutes. We do not know. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? I think I'm right in saying... Confirm, mm-hmm. please, Siobhan. Okay. Oh, I'm Dave, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm Siobhan, as you may have just been uh, a. Uh, um, the reason we're doing this episode, I suppose, is because we went to Wacken Festival. We did, the Wacken Open Air, which is the biggest metal festival in, definitely in Europe, maybe the world, not sure. Well, I think it would have been the biggest metal festival oh, in the yeah. world, except that they, stopped, was not. <laughs> they stopped allowing people in because of bad on weather. The fir- on the first, at 5am on the first day, they stopped letting people in, so, but we will uh, get to that. <laughs> um, so whilst we were in the middle of said metal festival, in which they'd stopped letting people in, but by then we were already in living in the bog, yep. um, w- which we'll get to, Yeah. Uh, I think did I? I think I suggested that we do a podcast about this incredible experience that we were I, having. Yeah, I think it was when we were kind of done. You were like, I kind of want to keep talking about this. Like, I kind of want to relive this a little bit when we get back. And, uh, and yeah, and then you were like, maybe we should do a. I don't want to call it a one-off because we could do more, but you know, just do a podcast episode. Yeah, whereas just, we haven't done one for four months. Yeah, and so now that's what we're doing. Also, yeah. I think maybe have you missed it? Podcasting. Not uh, not the bog, Siobhan. We'll get not, to how not, little you missed the, the bog, bog in a minute. Um, I have a little bit, yeah. I think I've missed the, and we've talked about this a bit before, 
um, that sitting down and chatting about something yeah. thing. Because it's not often that you sit with someone and be like, let's talk about a topic for two hours. Uh, you might get into conversation and it's just not as formal as let's pick a topic and talk about oh, it. Oh, I mean, we don't talk. If a microphone's not in front of us, we don't talk. It's just, it's just silence We just sit and watch soap operas. Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> All the soap operas. <laughs> fill our Name one with, soap opera. Um, yeah, Emma Dale. <laughs> oh, well done. Well yes. done. I don't even know if I wasn't still sure going. if Coronation Street was that still counts. going. Uh, I don't know if Emmerdale's still going. Uh, I would definitely say Coronation Street stands a way better chance of still being On going. the buses. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a soap opera. Really. I was just trying to think of something old. Something old. What was that hilarious programme from the 70s? The one about your neighbour. Where, where a black farmer yeah. moves in next door. The one my dad thinks is hilarious. Oh, well. That. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, how have you been? How have I been? <laughs> well, yes, I've been fine. I've been very, very well. Well, this bit isn't going to work. Yeah, no, I don't know. We've never really had to do that. Thing. I mean, we don't have to do it now. Clearly, I know how you've been. Exactly. Well, let's think. The last four months. Maybe we should just think about what the last four months have looked like. Bit weird. Oh, God. Um, not long after. Well, we after... stopped doing a podcast. Yeah, stopped doing a podcast. <laughs> Uh, just might as well share this news because we did talk about her quite a lot on this podcast, but our beloved little kitty cat passed away in May, not long after we stopped in the podcast. So RIP, lovely Clockworthy Skeffington. It is weird. That's the weird thing about setting up this podcast. She always had a little seat next to us. So I must say getting these microphones out and sitting at the table does feel a bit strange without a cat furiously trying to get involved. I think maybe we shouldn't talk about grief too much. No, 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 I don't want to too but, much, but that has taken up a lot of the well, last I think, four months, or should have probably taken up a lot more. Yeah, I think that... We really talk about it too much. I think that a lot of... It's the normal thing, isn't it? Everything mm. that you do the first time that you do it with the p- person, yeah. when you a person, not around, yeah, is infinitely sad. It is infinitely sad, but I think it's part of the process potentially. yeah definitely so but yeah it is weird i was surprised by it you left the room to get the microphones i went to get a chair out and i was like oh my god i'm not getting three chairs out it's very weird yeah i mean it's fucking mad that our life used to be that we used to get a chair <laughs> a third chair out but so lovely as well hours. no absolutely lovely you know i thought we had the same thought at the exact same time because yeah. all of the stuff that we make the podcast with all the microphones and stuff is all in one big box and so she <laughs> as soon as the box came out she would be straight there waiting to get in the box once yeah. i'd emptied it and I try to always keep her out because obviously you don't really want cat's fur in a microphone. No, and stuff. you keep batting her away. And so the first <laughs> thing I thought as soon as I reached down to get it, of course, was, oh, gosh. oh she's going to get in that fucking box. And then I was immediately like, no, she's dead. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe we shouldn't dwell on no, it. No, let's not dwell on it. But that's, 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 that's the first that's the big, of... That's the big episode, yeah. I suppose, of our lives. And then since then, I guess uh, we've just been trying to live like everything has the proviso of is what she would have wanted. So we have spoiled ourselves <laughs> quite a lot in the last four months. I'll um, put that into context a little bit. So yeah. because she was a very old cat. She was. And a glorious, glorious elderly lady. She was. Who did need a lot of care towards the end, mm-hmm. which I think we talked about on this podcast a bit. And of course, when you have a glorious old lady, particularly one that's started to piss everywhere, yeah. you can't ask your friends to look after her. You can't really even ask people to come into your flat to look after her because no. you know what they're going to face when they do. <laughs> yeah. And so we weren't able, and this was for years, really. We weren't able to yeah. travel. We weren't able to do anything. And so whilst I'm not on not an, an any level, am I saying there's any positives that come out of, no. you know, the greatest creature that ever lived dying. Yeah. Um, one thing that is allowed us to do is to 
fuck off and do things. Yeah, be a bit more spontaneous and, so, and just disappear but, for a couple of days. But that saying, it's what you would have wanted, has meant that we've spent a good chunk of the last three months drunk. Eating a lot of cheese. On holiday. Yeah. <laughs> eating shit food, getting fat. Yeah. Uh, just doing, Buying. pretty much do, in, in reality, Siobhan, doing whatever we want yeah spunking money on like <laughs> stupidly expensive nonsense that you just think you don't need that and then and by, money, is what she would have by money you mean credit credit yes <laughs> spunking <very much>. credit <laughs> so what we've been doing mostly. living like we might die tomorrow <laughs> yeah which, which by is the good. way yeah that's how we should it's a very i'm reading a book at the moment which is talking about all sorts of philosophers and one of the main things that that oh, this is religion uh religion and philosophy and almost everything tells you that's one of the most important things you can do yeah every time the last every time you see someone just imagine it's the last time you're going to see him so yeah. you treat them well uh, every time you wake up in the morning yeah. act like it's your last day on yeah. earth and then you'll live it well do something like it's the last time you're going to do it so you do it really nicely and well and get everything out of it you want exactly i do love that philosophy oh, i can't speak so anyway so that's the so i didn't know sorry we've got a bit emo yeah straight away but happens. i suppose we were always gonna maybe i thought we were gonna have a little bit of a laugh at some heavy metalers but we instead, are gonna now do that i think instead, yeah but now i'm sad so oh, now no, we should talk about sad, sad things. no 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 <laughs> No, but um, anyway, yeah, Clockworthy Skeffington was the greatest cat who she ever was. lived. But also all cats are the greatest cats that ever lived. True. Cuddle your cats, ladies and gentlemen. Go cuddle that cat. Go give them everything that they could ever possibly want. Yeah, exactly. And never leave them. And also and do tell, everything in their honour. Yeah, yeah. And if they die, just go and do everything you ever wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> Until you're completely broke in loads of debt and... Then just die. I yeah, suppose. exactly. I suppose, I suppose that's the way of uh, dealing with life. So I guess speaking of being broken in loads of debt, we should talk about Wacken itself, which yeah. has uh, <laughs> which, by the way, us, us going to Wacken was bodily. what what she would have wanted. She would have wanted us out. to live in that squalor for a little while. <laughs> um, what is Wacken? So Wacken, Wacken Open Air Music Festival has been going for thirty two years. Um, it is a massive metal festival in a village called Wacken, which is in the mm. middle of North Germany somewhere, uh, about an hour from Hamburg. Well, it depends on what the weather's like, as yeah. whether it's an hour from Hamburg or yeah, by train. seven hours yeah. from Hamburg. And um, I, yeah, it seems to have grown into this massive thing that tons and tons of metal bands go to. It's very European metal. So mm-hmm. I guess when we decided we were going to go, we didn't really know what we were going to be faced with we ended up seeing the lineups and doing research after but there are loads of big bands this year big bands such as i maiden were there megadeth were there so big bands that most people will have recognized but then Mm -hmm. tons and tons of metal from all over the world that maybe people within the metal world are very familiar with we were kind of re-entering this world having maybe dabbled with metal in the past and yeah, we've we done whole fun... episodes about heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. And it's been a bit of a year long research project into going because we booked the tickets over uh, about a year ago, just after the last Wacken Festival happened. And since then, it's just been going on YouTube and learning about what modern metal looks like because I truly didn't know. Well, I think also a lot of the bands that play Wacken are properly big bands yeah. in Europe. 
Yeah. But not properly big bands to us in the UK. Exactly. And so, for example, Lord of the Lost played, yes. which I'm sure the ladies and gentlemen at home will remember from the most recent Eurovision of Song Contest, where they played uh, better than everybody else on the bill, but got three points. Uh, <laughs> they got zero points. No, they got they zero was, points. They got absolutely zero points. Well, that was a shame. I, yeah. I assume that Germany had probably done something upsetting to somebody well, in the news. Well, I think, uh, just to say, Lord of the Lost are a humongous band in Germany, and mm. that song had already been a number one. That was a huge so, I imagine, come Eurovision, most people in Europe have already heard that song and just didn't think to... But care not about us as much. fucking knobs in the no, UK, not I the know. Brexiteer lot. We should have known. We should have known better. fucked off. We, uh, I've said this before. I yeah. can't believe I'm already saying something I've said before on this podcast. Cannot believe had, we've done that. I mean, I know this isn't how it works either, but had we not Brexited ourselves, yeah. we could be living in a world where black metal is number one in the single chart, as it is in Norway and Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. We could be living in a place where fucking Lord of the Lost are one of the biggest bands in the country, as they are in Germany. Yeah. Even that fucking diggy diggy hole band. Yeah, no one here, no one's going to know what that is. But I think uh, you know they've got something like ten million views on YouTube, and they're just fat men dressed as dwarves. Exactly, (laughs) singing about digging holes. Diggy diggy hole, digging a hole. Stop it. I think think people might know the song because it's apparently from a computer game or something something to do with Minecraft. I think. Anyway, it's fantastic. I don't know about the computer game, but this. These fat men pretended to be dwarves <laughs> singing about digging <laughs> digging holes. Has been a big part of our life for the last year. Absolutely. But they didn't play Wacken they anyway, so I sorry, I, I brought them up in uh, error. In error. <laughs> Expect so a few of those. <laughs> we haven't done this for a while. Uh, so, so and, and so, sorry, we went to Wacken. I th- I've always dreamed of going to Wacken since I knew about it, which is probably, could even be 20 years Wow, and, uh, you've known not, about that long. Well, not not specifically. I knew the name. I yeah. knew nothing about it. It's not like okay. I've ever looked into it and thought about actually going. But because I was always aware of the fact that mainland Europe really loves, and probably even more so did 10, 20 years ago, really loves heavy metal yeah. and takes it really seriously. Yeah. I've all, you know, Me and my mates always, when I was younger, always used to say, how fucking great would it be? to go to a, a proper heavy metal festival like yeah. not a not a you know new bands heavy metal festival but yeah. like a proper old school like this is the equivalent of like Donington Monsters of Rock yeah but, but it's like, just but, but not it's going maintained to, yeah, yeah and not, not going to download it's not download it's not yeah, download because yeah. that's whilst it's probably very good it's just a bit more varied when I was yeah. to say this is so specifically metal yeah. and it's like attended by only metalheads serious whereas metalheads, download is yeah. like yeah, kids friendly and, yeah, a bit yeah. like it's someone's reading especially as reading's not alternative at all anymore download's probably getting the people that would have gone there yeah 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 whereas this is specifically just people in jackets with patches no one's t-shirts, no one's messing around long hair like but when every was, stereotypical metal person is there and there's nothing but but when i was younger I used to think to myself, oh, titter, titter, I can go and have a laugh at all of these idiots dressed up in their silly outfits, taking metal seriously. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Man of War might play and there'll be people with broadswords and shields and we can laugh heartily at them and won't that be funny? Yeah. And as I've grown up, the more I think, the more more in some sort of subtle way, that has slowly moved into kind of like, yeah, it'll be a bit funny, but it will probably also be pretty good. These people yeah. seem very genuine. They're really properly yeah. into this thing. And now I think I'm at a stage in my life where I'm just like, these people know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is no one gives a fuck about being cool. That's true. Wacken. No one gives a fuck about well, anything apart from they don't. They love the music. Yeah. They love the culture. Yeah. There's no 
grey area. It's no. so black and white. It's yeah. just like, I am a person who is into heavy metal. And yeah. of course, people dress up for the occasion. It's it's probably the same as, you know, people wearing fucking hippie pants to Glastonbury yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. But, but, I don't know. And there's people that come from all over the world. There was loads and loads of people at Wacken from South America. Yeah. Like, what they that's a long, about whether I do not know. That is a long way to travel. Yeah, that is a And long way. you get the impression, well, not get the impression. I mean, everyone we met was like people that have just, they just go every year they go. It doesn't matter who's playing, they go. Yeah, this is like, obsessed about you know, it. this is their holy ground. This is I mean, the greatest week. I mean, it's called the holy ground so there. often. But it's like the week of their lives. And yeah. I think, like I say, when I was younger, I used to think, oh, idiots, silly people, no. like all of this silly heavy metal that's all about silly things. And now, like I say, I think. I, I think there's you want to talk about philosophy. I mean, if anybody's got living life right, you Those know, are. if you can be happy, if you yeah. can be happy just listening to heavy, just the sound of a riff, yeah. a beer in your hand, yeah. the feel of denim and leather. <laughs> The fear of <laughs> denim and leather. And by so the way, I, and I include leather. myself in all four of those things. Yes, of course. Um, I just think they got it right. I mean, again, yeah. we can get onto that maybe, but I just, I just think. So anyway, the closer, closer and closer it got to the point, we started talking about it a little while ago, and um, we watched some of it on YouTube. Yeah, that was the first time I ever saw it or even knew about it because I really didn't know that Wacken existed. Yeah, and um, it was so big. Well, that's when, because we were watching the footage of the main stage. And um, for those who don't know, the main stage is two stages mm. that play to, there must be a capacity of about, I don't know, 60,000 or 70,000 you can get in front. I imagine they expect that the whole attendees can get in front of these two stages. You could definitely fit them because it's yeah. massive. Because, and, it's, and I know that for a fact, because when Iron Maiden played, only about half of it was uh, you were able to stand on. Yeah. So some of it was a pond. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that people true, couldn't very stand, true. But they still managed to fit everyone, so and it, it was, must be all right. It's just humongous. Two massive stages, and they set up one whilst one plays. And it is just amazing, because it does mean like the first people playing that day are just going to end up playing to mm. possibly tons and tons of people. Yeah. But yeah, and we watched those videos, and I was like, this is actually fucking amazing. And you're like, oh yeah, well, I know about this festival. Why don't we... I know about this yeah, festival. Yeah, I know about this festival. I'm, then I mansplained it to you. Then you one. fucking told me I mansplained me the fuck it. out of it. <laughs> but we were watching... We were actually watching a band called Battle Beast, um, who we did end up getting to see, which was really, really, like... Fan... Fucking fantastic. Fucking fantastic. And we were watching them, and they're, like, proper... They're Swedish, they're proper, like, anthemic metal like it's almost it's almost, it's pop, almost operatic it's, it's yeah. almost pop it's almost it's almost meat loafy it's like gin yeah. steinman a bit and the singer is dressed really over the top and she, i mean when we saw her she had not horns just on the her. singer well i mean <laughs> i all, only really know they're all she pretty over dressed. the top <laughs> and it's just fucking it's everything you want out of what you imagine european metal is having yeah. not known about it for years but knowing that it continues to be a great big thing. So we watched their videos uh, from Wacken, watched how it was, and we were like, oh, God, it really is still like this. In fact, we have no idea what it's like, but it's everything you kind of hope it is. Mm. Why don't we get into this? And then, yeah, put our names on the waiting list why for don't we? Why don't we become massive fans of this? But that's pretty much what no, we that's did, exactly, yeah. I mean, we were drunk, we were like, I think, at the time. Shall we just but, yeah, decide to, like, metal again? That is exactly uh, what we decided. Yeah, you made a Metal Mayhem 4 CD compilation CD, put it in the car. Strictly from the 90s. Yeah, but it did help. It did yeah, help big time. It did. It did. Um, I and had to then, tell you, it helped you with one specific band. It very much did. Who we will get onto later. Let's yeah. save that one. Let's save we'll that. Let's save that one. So, yeah, and then, <laughs> lo and behold, yeah, Wacker 
names on the waiting list for Wacken tickets because again if you know anything about Wacken it sells out on the day the tickets come out which is mad because it's like a hundred thousand people capacity and it's the tickets come out on the day that you return home mm. from the uh promise land just happened. from yeah. the promised land from the promised land <laughs> um so yeah by the time we realized we wanted to go we just missed it put our names on the waiting list lo and behold get a ticket and then the year of research began and then we went. And I do feel like we've probably talked about this on the podcast episodes in the past. We definitely mentioned the fact that we were going to whack and mm. we definitely did do that. We did that whole episode that was about like modern metal that I don't yeah. think anyone listened to because yeah. it was called This Is About Modern Metal and everyone's too cool to listen to that sort of thing. Yeah, no Apart from the awesome people that we met at Wacken. Yeah. <laughs> but we spent the whole of the year, like you say, researching... All the bands that were playing, yep. and in reality, researching so much more. Oh God, go around because when you go a down a hole of this, a diggy diggy, you, hole, I was, oh God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of this sort, you suddenly start finding lots of other things, and um, and like you say, we didn't even know who was playing when it first came out. No. So slowly but surely, over the year, they've been releasing more and more bands. Yeah, the vast majority of them, I'll be honest, it wasn't like. There was no standouts. There was no, no, like, God, I hope they play. There was one, I hope they play, and then they did get announced, and yeah. that was very nice. But aside from that, it was just, oh, let's but, learn well, who these people yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty happy with Iron Maiden. Uh, I was? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> but I was pretty happy with Iron Maiden just yeah. because it's like, they're not my favourite band or anything, True. but I have listened to them for years and years and years, and I like them. Yeah. And Similarly, I, Halloween? Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. yeah, which is like Germany's answer, answer to if Maiden. you like, to Iron <laughs> yeah. Maiden. Hammerfall were one of the main bands that played and we got into them. Mm. Really, in fairness, we hadn't really heard of them before. No, no, um, I hadn't. And yeah, and then there was a there, <gasps> you know, Dog Eat Dog uh, played and uh, Dog Eat Dog are the greatest uh, rap yeah. metal band. Well, the second greatest rap metal band <laughs> at the time. Um, and so when they got announced, I was happy about that. Yeah. But for the most part, it was literally just here's the big bands that are being announced, yeah. including a headliner. It's like I've never, I don't know any of these names. But it did get us, it just dragged us into a world of, I mean, we found some of the best bands ever in this. One of the bands that got announced really early on that I don't think we knew until they got announced was Wardruna. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't know who they were. If you've seen the program Vikings, which I should say I haven't, but no. I think it's very popular. Uh, Wardruna did all of the music for it, mm. so it's all like f- it's not metal. No, it's f- it's all like ancient instruments that yeah, they use. They, they, they actual... all come from black metal bands. That's how come they, they're considered a metal band. But they're literally yeah. a folk. In, all, it's closer like, to Sigur Ros than it is. To, oh, yeah. Well, it's not, but it is in yeah, as much no, as it's of. like this orchestral stuff played on ancient folk instruments, yeah. and one of the women's like wailing like a banshee and dancing and. I, I mean, awesome. I have to say, if genuinely, even if you're listening to this and thinking these people have gone mad, why are they yeah. listening to old heavy metal? Yeah, listen to Wardruna because they're fucking like they're un, they're unbelievable. Yeah, they are. And I, I, we've had a few times where um, I won't say specific bands, but we've had a few times where people have said, "Oh, you like Wardruna? You should listen to this band, so, yeah. you know, some other band." Who I think often the bands because there's I think this is a thing at the moment. People mm-hmm. people sort of within the metal context releasing folk music of yeah. a sort of ancient type trying to be quite accurately folk if that makes sense because i yeah. think folk metals always existed but now there's this oh like, like sky cloud yeah. in the 90s <laughs> but now there's this focus <laughs> Someone on it, might like know what I, mean. <laughs> I don't but this focus on um authenticity in yeah. that music but, which well, Wardrina really really do seem uh, to yes well because of what i was going to say is that all of the bands that people have suggested to us as a result of listening to Wardrina, you should listen to this feel like fucking cosplayers yeah whereas and maybe it's just because i heard them first yeah. so maybe this is unfair maybe. but to me like Wardrina do not sound like they do you know they cosplay a bit they've got you know they dress up silly but yeah 
like they prop they I there's something very genuine about what they're doing in a way that everything else that I've heard in that genre it's so like is isn't yeah you know, isn't that yeah and I don't I, know why I can't put my finger on that no, I'm I sure there's know. a there's probably some musical reason for it that I don't understand but it's so beautiful such a beautiful thing should we talk about how we tried to get there because I think I yeah, don't know if we're our not strife is worth yeah. mentioning or not. We're not really going to talk. I don't think we're going to go through all the bands we saw. Not all the bands. I we'll think we should a, mention a few. It's not, that's not what it's about. It's mostly about, yeah. So the fucking experience so of we, being there. We were waiting for a year to go to this metal festival. We, yeah. I will say, I mean, I do think it like it did take over our lives a little bit. Uh, yeah, almost right. entirely, actually. Uh, so It we, was really a big deal. And not just, it's not just, it's not like... Wacken's fault it was one of those things where it opens the door and then you start listening to a bit of heavy metal and then before you know it you're like fuck this heavy metal's pretty good yeah and then you get into the next one and the next one and the next and you're one like, and you shit, go there's down like hundreds journey. of bands we really need to learn them all now yeah there's like pressure to learn and stuff. of course some of them great are so yeah. good it's such a good thing to, yeah. to have done but we were just this was the thing this was yeah. the thing that going forward like we were going to Wacken. yeah we were going to work it out you know and on the on the on the week in the run up to it, the weather was looking a bit bad. Quite a bit bad. Like, I remember bad. thinking ahead of time, thinking, "Oh my god, Wacken open air in North Germany, but really like in the middle, which is where it notoriously gets quite warm because you're not near the sea and all that stuff." And I just thought we're going to get sunburned. How are we going to work this out? And then yeah, just had a gander at the weather and was like, "Oh, Dave, it is going to rain and be a thunderstorm for most of the week." But, you know, these things are always over-eggs. We'll see what happens when we get there. We the, did go in with the classic, like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, it'll be fine. They're, all, they're definitely, the weather, the science behind the weather is definitely over-egging. It's always, always, they're always, they're always doing this. It's like Michael Fish. Exactly. They're always doing this. Then two days before, <laughs> I remember looking and thinking, no, it really is going to be shit. I'm going to go panic buy some boots. Because I was just going to go in my trainers. Panic buy some We were all going to go in our trainers. Yeah. <laughs> Then you've luckily got some hiking boots you had for about 20 years sitting in the boot of the car. I only found them the day before. That I had no lucky. intention of wearing them <laughs> until the last minute. And then the day before we went, so most people, turns out, get there on the Monday. Music didn't start till the Wednesday. And this was the first year it was a four-day event anyway, so of music that is. So you can get there from the Monday. There's stuff going on Monday and Tuesday evenings to keep you entertained. And we're thinking, we'll just get there the Tuesday. But on the Monday, I happen to have a look at their announcements and they're like, ooh, bit of a problem we've had so much rainfall that the like ground is so waterlogged i think we're it was having four centimeters cars. four centimeters of rain on one night yeah where they were expecting usually they get like half I a mean, centimeter yeah i mean that were four centimeters of rain is a huge that's a it's it's a, a mild flood <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's waterlogged everything nothing's under tents mm. everything's and the thing with Wacken is a lot of people drive and if you because it's a they don't do day tickets you expect to stay the whole weekend you can drive to where you're going to camp and you just camp next to your car which is the one ex- of the things one of the selling points yeah. about it I mean they make a big um, and obviously when yeah. you think about how festivals are done everywhere else that is an amazing thing if you're a driver thing. like you literally drive up to where you're going to yeah where you're yeah. going to put your tent up exactly you don't have your to cart your stuff like, around yeah, yeah. but the problem is is if you've got a waterlogged uh, camping ground which is massive you're fucked they were driving cars in and within a couple of hours they were like we can't let cars drive themselves in we're gonna have to tow them in and then by the end of monday they were like we've got 25 percent of the cars in that we were expecting to get in today that's not even accounting for what to come tomorrow and i'm thinking oh god oh god well this is all cars we'll be fine tuesday morning we wake up and the advice is if you haven't left yet don't leave (laughs) and we're like well we've got plane tickets booked we're just gonna go yeah. See what happens. And can I just say, 
we did spectacularly well on every <laughs> every point of travel on this particular day. We got to Heathrow really well. We made all our connections pretty good. Well, hold off just one, just quickly one thing. We did get to Heathrow quite well, but our car was dying on the way uh-huh. as a result of the week before oh, because God. it's what she would have wanted. Because she would have wanted. We uh, went straight from um, the Levy Festival in Manchester yeah. to Wales for a couple of days. Yeah, and uh, Siobhan wanted to show me a stone circle. And, you say show um, me as if I knew where it was. I just looked on Google and I looked found on one. Google Maps. So we were driving down a perfectly reasonable road, <laughs> and then suddenly I was told to take a sharp left, <laughs> which took us down what was more or less a footpath, which then went <laughs> up a mountain with no way of going down, <laughs> coming back down the mountain. So this poor little Ford Fiesta, which is dying anyway, yeah. then drove for what felt like I think forever. About five miles up oh. a ma- up, like a mountain i'm not not a hill i'm not i'm not being dramatic here it was actually a mountain it was a mountain um and but google says you could get there google which, you, know, did, you could get there rude isn't it really anyway so we blo- broke all of our gears basically yeah, the, and the car now. the car was fucked so yeah. we did think we were going to break down on the way to the airport but we didn't which is great as a result of going up that mountain yeah, because it's what she would have wanted exactly um but but we, we did, did everything no, right. We did, we did yeah. everything right. So we get on our plane thinking we might not be allowed to go to this festival, but let's just keep going. We get to Hamburg Airport and the advice is if you're at the airport, probably stay there. And we're like, oh, well. At that point, you're not going to stay there. No, nah, we're not going to stay you? here. Anyone listening, Although, would you have stayed at the airport? No, of, course of course you wouldn't have stayed at the airport. But at this point, things are still going okay. Then the first omen appears, which is in German on the news um, (laughs) TV screen in the airport. And I don't understand any of the words other than Paul Rubens and 70 years old. And I'm like, oh, my God, Pee Wee Herman has just died. (laughs) Um, This is why you should never look at screens. This is horrific. Because every time you look at screens, Pee Wee Herman dies. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, Pee Wee Herman's dead. Oh, my God, I cannot do This is horrible. Maybe we're not going to, maybe we can't get to this festival. I don't know what's going to happen now. Uh, and then I would say the beginning of things not going so well kind of start. Well, no, because at that point we got to where we, so then you get a train or yeah. a couple of trains. You get a couple of trains to this place called Itzehoe. I think that's how you say it. I it is know. definitely how you say it. It's a very good name. Um, it's a small, just a small sort of town that's like, I don't know, 40 minutes outside of Hamburg or something. Yeah. And then from there they had shuttle buses. Now the shuttle buses, what you did was you paid a small amount and the shuttle bus, the idea was that you could go backwards and forwards as many times as you want throughout the festival from Itzaho to the festival site. So I figured, I think maybe we figured. Yeah, it must be a 10 minute journey. It must be a 10 minute journey. And basically the idea of it is if you need to go and buy some loo roll or a bag yeah. of crisps, you can jump on this bus, yeah. nip to Itzaho, and then nip back again in time to catch Megadeth. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, with your crisps. With your crisps, with your crisps your, and your new toilet roll. Uh, your new toilet roll. Um, and that was not the case. No. I mean, maybe the weather had something to do with it, but we joined a queue, which wasn't too long. No. Uh, but got long. Probably had like three or four bus worths of people in front of us. And we're thinking, oh, cool, well, that bus is going to come pretty regularly. We'll be on a bus within about an hour. Yeah, and it was like the first day. So, you know, they, obviously they were expecting everybody to turn up on that day. Yeah. Or the day before the first day. So it was like, well, they're not just going to send one little bus. Mm. And then probably by the time the first bus came, I reckon there was a couple of thousand maybe more yeah. people in this queue yeah. getting pissed yeah. in this little town which literally <laughs> had like a couple of takeaway yeah, and a Thai restaurant that people were yeah. furiously trying to get into via the queue. Well, and well, maybe no, a little um a little casino, not casino, oh, like there was a betting like a, shop thing. Yeah. 
and then there, and there was these like normal people every now and again that wanted to get into what looked like quite a nice Thai restaurant, yeah. and they had to walk through all of these dirty drunk, drunk metalists drunk European metal who had people. been like sitting there. Anyway, at this point, the sun's out. Yeah, we're thinking it's like it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. It's like even if this is ridiculous, and even takes if it us, takes three hours, yeah. we're still going to be putting up our tent in a bit of daylight. Going to be, be fine. absolutely fine. So we were there for about six hours, yeah. four, five hours, six yeah. hours. Uh, eventually, got on the bus. As we're getting on the bus. It's getting dark. And by the time we've kind of pulled up the road, it's basically dark. Yeah. And then it starts to absolutely fucking absolutely bucket down with bucket rain. Down. And so we're driving into... Well, and then, in all, because, of the, because there's been so many problems with traffic, all of the roads... I've oh, been fucked. like basically closed. Yeah. They're closed. They're just traffic jams of people trying to get to Wacken and not able to get to Wacken. So obviously yeah. this bus, which which the one that we got on was quite big. It was like yeah. one of them bendy buses. So it's quite long. The only way it can get in is yeah. by going down these tiny little country lanes. Because also just to say the reason that there's traffic jams is because they're now officially turning cars away. Yeah, it's shut. So you can only get in via public transport now. Yeah. So yeah. And so we're driving on in the bus. Well, we're not driving in the bus. We're in this bus shoved in this bus we were, in. we were <laughs> we were thinking it was going to be like one of those indian trains where, where they employ to someone to like run at the door and <laughs> smush people in slam people into the bus and it wasn't quite that but it was almost uh, that. it was almost that i'm pretty sure i was in a european's <laughs> armpit for most of it oh, i mean but the whole thing smelled i mean that's why nanora still sing their song armpits, armpits of, the of the immortals it's all about heavy metal smelling and you know they didn't really smell but no, um, we all smelled by the end because oh <laughs> we lived in a bog but we'll, we'll get there um, but yeah, so we're driving down these little country lanes. At points, there's like people being towed out of yeah. mud. And this is down again. It's not quite as small as the little lane that Siobhan made me drive up a mountain <laughs> in. But it is a really tiny Teeny, little tiny. lane. Not really a, co- a two-car um, Certainly not, And certainly not to, a t- one massive fuck-off bus yeah. and a massive tractor coming the other way, which is <laughs> the other thing. Also, uh, this what we thought was going to be a 10-minute journey. Yeah, How was, long was it? About an hour and 20? About that. Fucking And you were outrageous. just going into the absolute middle of fuck all nowhere. And the thing, one of the things I will say, and this isn't, it wasn't like we were trapped or anything, but what you realise, the closer you get there, is you're so far away. It's like, if this is awful... If we, we can't get our here. if we can't get our tent up, then we're just going to stand stand in the rain. <laughs> we're going to just be for, stuck here until tomorrow morning. And then, so by the time we pulled up, it's about eleven at night. We've left home at five in the morning at this point, <laughs> and we've eaten a sandwich. So we're cranky. We're like also. I bought. Is... I went to buy us a beer. Right? Oh yeah. I went to, <laughs> at the station. I was like, "Fuck it, let's just get drunk. This is yeah. fine." Went to buy us a beer. First of all, I was in the queue and someone tapped me on the shoulder and said something for phrases in German. And I was like, I'm really sorry, mate. You don't speak English, do you? And he was like, you've got the non-alcoholic beer. So I put the non-alcoholic beer back and then sort of waltzed over and just picked another one up. I don't know what I'm doing because I'm a fucking idiot English person who can't read any German. So um, he obviously didn't have the... He didn't have the heart to tell me a second time that I'd actually then gone and got a shandy. That yeah, was like, he bought a Rattler, like, which was like 2%. <laughs> so we'd done a bunch of these Rattlers, yeah. which quenched our thirsts. Yeah, they were very delicious. But we were not drunk enough. Not drunk <laughs> at all. And Hungry, as you drive, cranky. As, you drove, as we drove up to the festival site, there's just fucking like metal railings on either yeah. side of the road. And everything is pitch black and then and there's this rain and everything Tipping feels very ominous and you just turned around to me and said do you remember that scene in children of men 
<laughs> and they drive up to the concentration camp. And it felt exactly yeah. like that. This moment in time. It was nothing like that in reality. But at that moment in time, it was like, oh, fuck, what, what are we have doing? We what have what we done? are we doing? So we got off the bus anyway. It took ages. It was absolutely fucking pouring with rain at yeah. this point. Right? Onto what has already become a bog. It's already like a bog. I mean, it's already it's fucked. More or less just like literally there's little streams going everywhere. Yeah. And you don't, and because it's dark and they had a lot of lighting and stuff, yeah, but you, they're not, there's no way of lighting that big of a space no. well enough that you know where the, where the ponds are yeah. and where the mud is and everything else. You just have to put your tent up and hope you're not in yeah. a bog. So which we, are, but... which we did very unsuccessfully. Oh, Everything no. got completely soaking wet. Yeah, we put the inside of our tent up before the outside, and so we were <laughs> we I... completely drenched and put a flood in our living quarters immediately. <laughs> I don't know how much difference it would have made either way because it was. Uh, there's no way of putting a tent up in that weather no, and the true. state that we were in. True. With the poor amount of equipment we had as well i mean i it's just so happens that two days before i'd gone to sports direct and bought a couple of those bag covers bag covers yeah. if and we wouldn't have had them no that's so true. we wouldn't have been able to put our bags down i don't know how we would have <laughs> if know. we had gone in trainers without those bag yeah. covers we might not have made it. we would still be stuck in a bog somewhere <laughs> so we get the tent up or we yeah. basically just have to immediately go to bed yeah. because it's fucking on our pissing down with rain. we can't blow up because we didn't bring a pump and oh, it turns yeah. out you can't blow them up with your mouth either <laughs> well i tried to blow up with my mouth but it turned out that the hole to blow up <laughs> was bigger than my mouth <laughs> <laughs> so we're just like oh at least we can be inflated above this pond oh no no we can't we live in the pond now <laughs> well when uh, when we woke up the next morning the weather wasn't too bad at that point but yeah. i mean it was an absolute bog yeah um but we had a moat. <laughs> we did have a moat around us. <laughs> we had a us. moat of water around our tent. Yeah. And we were completely in a bizarre... We'd literally just... Yeah. Where, where there was a little bit of space, we'd just bunged our tent up. And it was like... There was all the other tents around us. We were probably in the way of their front door and stuff yeah, like that. But once you'd got it up, you were just like, this has just got to be it. There's, and then, no, there's nothing we can do. Exactly. And, and also, we got a tent space really quickly because there's not a lot of people here we're thinking mm. hmm i'm pretty sure because there's campsites for as far as you can see like when it's full and when it's successful you can ca- sometimes you're camped an hour's walk away from the grounds because it's such a vast place but we're just camped basically next to where the bus dropped us off um we wake up in the morning and we're still a bit like have we done the right thing the feeling of we're just stuck here now and also not we feeling were like wet. we're having a lot of fun we were really wet. wet. neither really of us had hungry. slept and we hadn't eaten basically yeah. for the whole day we hadn't slept and we're like not really sure about this but we got our wristbands on the way too. in there was yeah. loads of wind really so windy because obviously we'd shoved our tent up it was moving all night yeah. a bit and like you really thought it was going to come down oh yeah and this <laughs> is the first of five nights i'm thinking that already we don't have a house um and then I check the updates on the Wacken app thing, which is another problem because they didn't give you a booklet, they just give you an app. Um, and they're like, we're not letting anyone else in. Mm. We're like, oh my God, there can't be more than half of the people here. It's meant to be 100,000. They can't be here yet. I think it ended up being just over half. I think it was 60,000. Yeah, I think it was 60,000 in the yeah. end. But then we're like, and everyone who's not allowed in is going to get a refund, but we've got our wristbands because you get them the second you get off the bus. Mm. So we're like, well, we're here now. We couldn't But get what kind of festival are they going to put on for half of us? And then then it was, the first day was just so like full of unknown because we're like, we don't really know what this is meant to be like. We only know what we're currently experiencing, which is fucking weird because we're drenched already. All these plans to have a nice time and maybe enjoy some sun. Oh, you can get a... Be can, metal as fuck. You can go, you can go to the swimming pool up the road if you want. Yeah, and go the, down the slides. Yeah, we were meant that to go into the swimming of, pool. That's the sort of shit we were going to do on our yeah. first day. And we was just like, this is so weird. Will we be warm again? Will we be able to eat? And then also, 
I don't know. It was just it was just mad. Well, we didn't know where also, to go you either. So it's important to say as well. As soon as we got up the next morning, it was almost impossible to move anywhere because the mud was the so deep yeah. that when you put your foot in it, it went up to about halfway between your knee and your ankle. Yeah, it was. And so, so you ridiculous. were, and and then and then so you were like in suction as well. Yeah. So there was some really, you know, those proper festival toilets. I'm sure everybody listening knows how disgusting festival toilets are at the best yeah. of times. There was a few of them in our camp field. So to walk to it, and you could see it quite easily. It was just like, oh, the toilets are just up there. We'll go to it. Took about 10 minutes yeah. because you were literally dragging your feet out of a swamp. Through a and bog. then when you got there, the festival toilets, which themselves, of course, they're festival toilets, so they're kind of disgusting, yeah. was in a pool of what looked like turd, <laughs> like an actual like square of mass poo-poo. of wet turd <laughs> that... Where your foot went in even further than yeah, it had you been sunk before. All the way down. So, and I don't know how that or why that happened. I'm sure it wasn't it's a turd, footfall, isn't it? It's just yeah. loads of people would have walked there. So you're literally walking through what feels like a massive toilet in order <laughs> to get to a really dirty, horrible toilet. And you've that you waited don't so go long to go because yeah. you didn't want to go there. So by that point, you're fucking desperate. And it's just horrific. Oh, and also it depends which way you went because one was just a p- complete poo-poo bog, but one was a slightly <laughs> less poo-poo bog. But you had to jump a stream to get there. <laughs> And jumping a stream in the wet bog is already really hard. Again, keeping in mind this is not a stream that is normally there. This no, is a, this, this has just been a, created. This has just been made. I think it was like a drainage route that actually had to <laughs> work, know. so it was just full of water. I don't know. It was a fucking... T- and that was just our everyday life for five days, so that was great. I mean, it got... So then... And the weather went then, for the pretty much for the rest of the time that we were there, the weather went between either pissing down with rain, really heavy, wind, like hard yeah. winds, or... Sunburnings heat. The worst hot sun yeah. you could possibly imagine. There was one morning, I think it was the second day, where it was pissing down with rain and we were taking shelter like really early in the morning because yeah. we'd got up to go and do something. And someone came up to us in a cagoule and offered us sun cream yeah. as a sort of like, I think it was like, give us some money for charity and you can have, can this, have this little thing bit. of sun cream. And I laughed. I was like, no, I don't want your sun cream. And more for um, us because about two hours later we got burnt the fuck. Yeah, so sunburned. And then as <laughs> soon as we were sunburnt enough that it hurt, then it started pissing down with rain. Exactly. That's pretty <laughs> much how the rest of the it was the whole week thing. Went. And so at no point the bog sometimes got slightly better, and they managed it. I have to say, like in fan, they managed it so well. Oh, as well as they could have done. I mean, I but just felt so sorry from the entire time. Just there was just no way of dealing with it. It was a complete like bizarre thing but also so the wednesday the very first day of music there was a little bit of messing around with the bands there well, was a few to, bands that was, didn't play there was about i think they said six acts didn't yeah. get to perform and they started and they messed and around stuff. with the order a bit so they didn't let anyone into the main stage for ages i think a band was meant to start at four and it just wasn't open for ages and that then they messed it around was a pond. that was yeah. because where you stood was a pond it was an absolute pond no one <laughs> even been there yet um and then yeah they messed some stuff around we were watching one band on the loudest stage which is not the big it's the like third biggest stage maybe and in one of the breaks we were like is that skindred which mm. i didn't think would be words that leave my mouth no, but it excitedly was. but I, it was, I was skindred surprised to find that playing well. far earlier because they were meant to start at 11 and i was like i don't know if i'm gonna make it to 11 on this first day <laughs> but lo and behold at eight o'clock surprise surprise they're over on the main stage we legged it around there and watched a bit of that oh we didn't leg it we well, strolled well, you can't 
we strolled, strolled. Well, we, we stomped yeah. over through the bog yeah. like it was it's fucking just crazy how much bog i've never seen mud like it oh uh, yeah i've never i've never experienced anything like it, it. was actually insane Ever. i think it was like woodstock 96 you know those videos you see yeah. of nine inch nails covered in mud yeah in hindsight like i mean that. it looks like fun when you see it on film but it was not fun to be in not really. fun at all i mean it was fun but but <laughs> not because of the mud yeah. but um but what i was going to say is then from the from that first day which was messed around with a little bit from that point onwards it ran like absolute clockwork yeah, exactly every single band to. played yeah. on the on the stage they were supposed to play everything happened as it was supposed to happen yeah. which uh, which all things considered and particularly as they must have taken a really big loss because they had to repay 40,000 tickets worth of yeah. money um, i assume it was insured or whatever but um i mean it's incredible that they managed to pull it off and that everything it's sort insane. of uh, it was went down so good um and i think yeah i'm really glad we went it was so vast that was one thing that even though potentially 40% of the people weren't there I couldn't get over how huge it still was. Mm. Like, it was always going to be, like, physically the size it was. But just watching everyone watching Iron Maiden, for example, and just being like, holy shit, most people are here right now. This is huge. Like, just seas of people. It's not very often. Because of also the way it was, it was a slight dip, so you really could see the entire field from Mm. where you stood, if you stood near the back. And, yeah, seeing 60,000 heads... I don't think I've ever really seen that really no, from no. where I've been stood at a festival before. And I think for all of the, you know, it has to be, uh, maybe this is just because I'm old or whatever, but I mean, it has to be said that the the experience of going to a festival and it being that bad weather-wise mm. does inevitably affect how much you can actually enjoy things on a kind of like band-by-band basis. Yeah. Because you're all, you know, particularly... Once you'd sort of been dealing with it for three or four days, yeah. we hadn't washed. We had just, in the end, we just had to, there was no point in even trying to get yourself clean. <laughs> you just you know? kept saying, stop it, Siobhan. Stop worrying about what you look like. We are bog people now. Well, we were. <laughs> we were bog people and the it entire ma- time. And it just made no difference. You could never be clean because if you cleaned yourself in any way, and I will say this, like, I don't know if this is true of all festivals because I haven't been to any big festivals in the UK for fucking donkey's years. Yeah. So I don't know, this might be normal, but I'm assuming it's a German thing. The toilets not the bog toilets but yeah. all other toilets they all the were toilets like, within the within area within the arena and there was an area outside they had showers they had toilets the toilets were flushable, flushable and there with was attendance. literally somebody cleaning it between every single they person they were clean i didn't ever i always held my breath and then i would just be like let me just cheekily see if it's horrible it smelled like just, roses beautiful yeah, it was beautiful. just like a normal toilet yeah. um and so you know there was like there was a way you could have got clean, but the second that the you point? got clean, you, you go stepped the into the mud home. and you were just covered immediately. <gasps> so in the end, we just, you know, we just accepted fucking, it. We're yeah. bog people now. But it does mean that by the last day, I think we both felt a little bit like, fuck me. And then on top of that, in order to sleep, because it was so <laughs> miserable and wet and cold, in order to sleep, well, not just in order to sleep, but also to have a good time. But you had to be a certain level of drunk, yeah, I found, yeah. in order to have any possibility of sleeping. Yeah. And so... Especially because the music did go on to like three or four and we yeah. were camped next to the stage. <laughs> so we were really, we really put it away. Yeah. Alcohol-wise. And obviously also it makes everything easier. It means that, because like, for example, walking through confident. mud like yeah. that, walking through mud like that, all of your, like all of like my thighs, I felt like I'd been doing squats. Yeah, for, my hip flexors like, haven't returned. Yeah. So you really like, you don't injure yourself as such. but you I do, felt quite injured. But you're pretty, you're pretty hurt and battered. By the end of it, just through 
Like just through things. I mean, I yeah, this is so well, like maybe this is what's described as the first world problem. I know, but I don't think anyone really lives in bog quite like that. Well, we <laughs> on, were walking twenty five thousand steps a day, but like as if we were in moon boots. Like yeah, I well, wish maybe not moon we, boots. I wish but like, we what's the equivalent when you're stuck? You're so stuck, like like as if the gravity was about four times the like, um, intensity that it should have been. Boots filled with rocks that the mafia have put in there, exactly. so they can throw you in the river exactly and that. You die. But every day for twenty five thousand <laughs> steps, yeah. too much. Let's just very quickly address one other issue, and then we'll talk about some music. Yeah, okay. Siobhan, tell me about the smell bag. <laughs> <laughs> No, this sounds like something I always have. I've never called it the smell bag before because I've never had to. Siobhan has always had a smell no, bag. No, I've never. But I've always had. When I go away, if I've only taken a little rucksack with my clean clothes in it, I like to have somewhere where I can differentiate between my clean clothes and my warm, your clothes. warm clothes. And so I always take a little bag for life where... I think this is normal. I think humans yeah. do this. And once you've worn something and you think that's for the wash when I get home, you put it in your bag for life so that when you get home, you empty your bag for life into the washing machine. But any clean clothes you take home, stay clean. So I started one of those bags while we were in the while we were in Wacken, but everything that we wore got soaked, covered in shitty bog immediately. So the things that ended up in that bag were quite unpleasant smelling. And then given that Partly it did because get of us, hot, but mostly because yeah. of the, mostly because of the environment. Yeah. But to some certainly it, towards the end, mostly because of us. And it sat in the tent <laughs> getting warm, and I could not believe that after the f- just one day I opened it to put something in it. I was like, oh my God, it smells so bad. <laughs> and um, and yeah, it just got referred to as the smell bag quite quickly. Well, it, it's I can't remember how, why I called it that. It's funny how used to certain things you become. Because yeah. it, <laughs> after about the third day, it was very normal for one of us to say, oh, can you put that in the smell bag, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, oh I've my taken, God. I've taken my pants off. Can you put them in the smell bag, please? <laughs> 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 and then the smell bag just became a nightmare to cart around. It was and just getting whiffs well, of it every now and then. And <laughs> we were driving home from the airport when we got back, and we were driving past a field that must have been mucking at the time. <laughs> All of a sudden, you turned to me and were like, "Oh my god, I think the smell bag's gone open." <laughs> we were just furiously checking the car to make sure the smell bag hadn't gotten out. Well, because once you seal the smell bag, it has to remain sealed, oh, particularly god. if you're, you know, in a normal. The- if you've got, if you've left the bog. <laughs> And you're in the a normal place. Smelled like no toilet I've ever smelled. It was so bad. And it was just our clothes <laughs> covered in a bit of bog. It was. it was so bad. Hot sewage smell is what it was. It was. It was awful tales from the smell bag. Very bad. It was. Uh, so that was the smell bag. That was the Should smell we just bag. very quickly address before we talk about bands? Because I think this is quite interesting. We had a conversation a little while ago about why it is, because I can't remember what we'd done. We'd done something and we'd met someone or something had happened that was really funny. <laughs> and we had a conversation about whether, like, why is it that wherever we go, there's always some something fucking weird happens, right? This is going to sound very egotistical yeah. or something now probably but but w- w- let's just talk about the conversation quickly it was like is is it our perception is it that we remember funny people we oh we've been to it it was when we were in oh, wales again yeah. we were in wrexham and we went we went into that child in the bakery no oh, that was okay. another weird one though <laughs> there were so many of these different things we were in wrexham and we were in a calf and we'd gone to the we always find the dirtiest <laughs> calf and maybe this yeah. is why and so we we're in this we we're in this calf we we're having our breakfast there's this old boy in there and 
I think I can't remember if they'd already brought it up or not, but at no, some I, point another old man walked yeah. in and shouted loudly, "I'm going to the toilet." <laughs> and this other this other old man's wife said, "Oh, he's about to go to the toilet <laughs> and he's got a problem with his bowels or something." Got colon cancer, she screamed to the room. But then the owners of this cafe re- realized at that point and shouted out, "Oh, no, there's no there's no loo roll in there. There's no loo roll in there." <laughs> so then they went to find loo roll while these two old men had this kind of like bladder off. off well yeah. not bladder off i think they both wanted to shit i don't it's well, not no, totally one clear wanted to poo, i think but the one that wanted to wee is the one that she said he's got colon cancer. and it was I'm never like, clear that's not, and that's then not the, even appropriate and to then even say. and then the woman stood up and said oh we won't need toilet roll don't worry <laughs> and it was just we were sitting in this fucking calf just us two and then these insane people who were all talking about pissing and weeing Scre- and pooing screaming and about their toilet habits. just at like and who had the worst half past, colon half past nine in the first. morning and so I think after that we had this conversation about is it us? Is it that we notice weird people and weird things mm. and then and then make a big deal out of them because we end up talking about it a lot? Or is there some reason that we are just happen to be people that always seem to find ourselves in these weird fucking situations? I think that these weird situations are open to everyone. I think that there's <laughs> maybe just, our life there's just a glory making- Well, maybe, but I think there's just a glory in uh, in finding things amusing that maybe not everyone finds amusing maybe it's that. that cafe situation was definitely to anyone else that might have even been a nightmare and to us we were just crying well yeah laughter. yeah so uh, there's definitely there's definitely some of the things that i can think of that i that i'm thinking of when i talk about this sort of thing yeah. some of them are things that most people would be like oh it was fucking awful yeah i'm going on TripAdvisor to write about it whereas yeah. we're like oh my god it's so amazing we got invited so funny we got invited to someone <laughs> we got we got invited to someone with down syndromes and summer's party <laughs> Why, how did that happen <laughs> So anyway, the reason I bring it up is because following Wacken, so we've had five days, we'll get back to some music in a minute, but okay. we've, we've had five days in the bog, we're fucking disgusting. I mean, we yeah. are absolutely disgusting. Yeah. We managed to get the bus back, we got up really early, we then spend a day more or less just wandering around Hamburg, waiting, waiting to book into our hotel, because we've booked this nice hotel for a couple of days. Yeah, it's got this luxurious bed in it, it looks like a very over-the-top gaudy room with loads of plush cushions and stuff, and I just thought... That will be perfect for when we are knackered and in need of just rest. Now, it was called Chez Ronnie. On the Reaper Barn. <laughs> on the Reaper Barn, which should have probably had a few alarm bells, but we've stayed on the Reaper Barn before. I like dodgy shit. You like dodgy shit. Yeah. It's no problem. This place was slap bang, proper in the middle of the red light district. Like opposite it was, all of the It was in a fucking weird tower block. The view outside our window was a massive pink building huge pink building that just said sex house on it (laughs) so this is so this is our thing we walk in it's this tower block we go up to this funny little room this strange little man called ronnie suddenly appears very strange takes us up to what i can only describe as the most fucking bizarre wonderful sex apartment bizarre sex apartment (laughs) i've ever seen in my life it was it had its own bar there was a, a bunch lounge. of it was a little lounge. There was a there was a couple of rooms. I think um, there was two rooms that you could have. But there was all one other. nooks and crannies. 
There are um, lots of rooms that just had private on it. Definitely you don't know where they weird go. places where definitely sex was happening. Mm-hmm. And we went into this room. It was literally like a madman's dream. I mean, it was wonderful. But it, you talk about Pee Wee Herman. It looked like Pee Wee's Playhouse. It did. If it was put together by an incredibly camp man with really bad taste. And, and the like for Velvet. <laughs> I mean, everything was mad. Yeah. Everything. It, there was not a space on the wall where there wasn't some kitschy thing. Yeah, or something with gold paint on it. Yeah. Or, or a bit of um, lights that was just dangling from everything. Oh, there was lights everywhere. And he, he took us through, he, he insisted, keeping in mind, we're fresh from the bog. Yeah, we We stink. literally smell like the smell bag <laughs> at this point. We smell like the smell bag so bad. And this really, like, well-kempt, elderly uh, camp German man, who doesn't really speak English very well, yeah. is taking us through how to turn the mood lighting on in, yeah. in the fireplace. Yeah. And how, and how we must... Uh, turn. There was three different here's radios you, that all play different things. Here's all the channels oh, you can access. And I'm literally trying to stand away from him because I can smell myself. <laughs> I know what I smell like. And <laughs> I can't. I mean, he didn't bat an eyelid. So I mean, I presume he liked some dirty sex. <laughs> but um, it it was just insane. It was as if we walked out of a bog on the one hand and then we walked into this place that was like it had it, the toilet seat said something like VIP, VIP members. members only yeah like what you would have got from Argos in 2000 everything was everything was on a platform so it wasn't just a bed there, a bed it was a, a bed on a plinth that yeah. you had to take a couple of steps up to. It wasn't yeah. just a shower. Oh, no. It was a shower that had lighting in it that yeah. lit itself up. It had little coffee beans in the shower, <laughs> I think. Knows, yeah. And it was on, again, it was on a fucking platform. Everything was on a fucking platform. Everything was on a platform. It was very and odd. outside, just prostitutes, people that were uh, interested in enjoying prostitutes, the sex house. The sex house. Just and plenty. it was, it, or, or I already felt like I had been removed from the world. But when I got there, I was like, shit, is this what the world was all <laughs> did along? The, did the world just did, become this while we've was, been awakened? Did, did the bog change me? Because <laughs> this doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel like the world. So, uh, yeah, so I, I just thought I'd throw in Chez Ronnie. Chez Ronnie was. And shout out know, to Chez Ronnie. You. And I, I will say to anybody going to Hamburg 9.7 on booking.com to go there. Go Chez Ronnie. You have. You'll love it. I mean, it was nice yeah. in a lot, in some ways. We were lucky that there wasn't anyone making a porno in the room next door, which is what I definitely expected when we got there. Yeah, there wasn't. Or but, a porno that we were expected to join into because the lounge was a shared lounge that, you know, yeah. oh, let's all hang out. Pornography has definitely been made in that um, place. Yeah. No yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question whatsoever. You had it written all over it. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it probably, and maybe it was still all karma, over it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> So we won't go through all the bands that oh, we watched. There was absolutely loads, but Siobhan, a few picks. Well, um, we, what, by the way, we're trying not to do uh, anything using a computer. Yes. Apart from the one that's uh, recording our voices. So um, uh, Siobhan, yes. in order to remind herself of the bands we watched, is looking on the back of her Wacken uh, 2023 <laughs> long sleeve T-shirt. <laughs> Which has a list of all the bands that played. Uh, which, by the way, and this is another lovely thing. I mean, I don't know. I suppose this happens at all festivals, really. Every fucking person at this festival had this Wacken t-shirt on. I mean, or Wacken, a Wacken, t-shirt Wacken is a merch machine. They yeah. know what they're doing because every what it seems is the tradition is you go to Wacken, you wear a Wacken t-shirt. Yeah. And you also wear the Wacken t-shirt of every Wacken you've ever been to. And... Whilst that sounds uncool, after two or three days, you start to think, 
I think I need a whacking yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, I feel a bit and weird. It, I feel it, a bit like I'm naked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 it's silly. I did end up buying one. I did kind of want one anyway, but I definitely was uh, influenced by the fact that there was you were surrounded by them, and they. This make is them why you almost became a Scientologist. <laughs> but they made them for all sorts of things. Um, for example, this year when they didn't let anyone in, they told everyone to go to an air hangar twenty kilometers away. They made a whacking T-shirt about that. Yeah, that people had bought, like which oh, they must have made on the day. Yeah, exactly. the The fact that it rained, everyone had one that goes, "Oh, rain or shine," and that was made specifically in the weeks leading up to it. Mm-hmm. There was just so many that were very specific. Um, and they is... made one for the lineup for each day, so you could buy a specific like Wednesday T-shirt. They really fucking they made their money on their but fucking. There merch. is so, so yes, I mean obviously clearly it's a it's a money machine, yeah. but but it's beautiful too. There is something very unsubtle, yeah. and which I like about yeah. the fact that it's like it's a little bit like we've got this heavy metal pub in Hastings called the Carlisle. Mm. It's like a biker pub. I'm sure we've talked about it on the podcast before. And most of the people that go to the Carlisle go to the Carlisle wearing Wear, a T-shirt that yeah. says the Carlisle on it. And it's just like, you wouldn't do... like. So, I, I mean, I think that... I think this is probably true. I, I can say this for a fact because yeah. I've been to so many punk gigs. We all, we all, if we're going to see a band, no one in the punk scene says, I'm wearing that band's T-shirt. No. <laughs> no one. No. And if you did, you'd be tittered at. But in the metal scene, in the metal, it's, it's such totally a done not, thing. That's just what you do. It's actually expected. Like, if you haven't done, if you've done it, it's like, it just right And it, uh, it's not important, really, but it just seems so much simpler. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's nice. It's so much more communal. And I will say this, when we got to Hamburg and we spent a couple of days there, obviously loads of other people that have been to oh, Wacken also annoying. did the same <laughs> thing. And so when you're walking around Hamburg on your days where you're not a Wacken, yeah. you're constantly nodding, smiling yeah. at hundreds of Which other people to be really nice, still wearing their Wacken t-shirts. But yeah, you. I think by then we were a bit Wacken though. We were a bit done. I think it would have been nice. But anyhow, so you're using that, and I'm using the little, um, little, uh, the little note uh, sheets that I made, uh, listing going. all of the bands that I want to see and the times that they were playing. Because I ain't using no fucking app. You didn't use an app at all. I ain't not and even turning did, my phone on. We did think that there would be a program, but I think the days of programs are long gone, and you just have to have a working phone for every festival now. We which watched is a bit an irritating episode. If you're in Germany without a charger that works. Yeah. which is how we were. Well, like, also, it's a bit irritating do? if you, as is perfectly reasonable, don't have a mobile phone. Yeah, or you're, <laughs> you know, you're you're camping at a festival. Like, you're expecting not to have to use your phone, surely. I mean, that's how I used to yeah. think it was, because you have got nowhere to charge it up. I know, I yeah. I, I, I mean, I couldn't obviously agree more. Yeah. I didn't want to look at my phone once, so therefore I wrote these little notes books out Yay. but um which were very hand- i mean they are what we lived by so thank yeah, you i know you did. extraordinarily handy they were very handy. all they take is a couple of minutes with a pen and paper and <laughs> before you know it you've got your little program exactly. you can follow it. it says where the stages are what the stages Perfecto. which stages are which i must say not having the program of the app did mean that we didn't know where anything was for a very long time <laughs> yeah but that we was an we adventure like, where's, where's <laughs> the festival that was fun that was what it used to be like it was good. It was good. Should we? Are we going to go through day by day? Or we just nah, just, just really tell enjoyed? me. You tell me a good band that you liked and a reason you liked them or something, or a band you didn't like or something. Well, I'll start with um, a very, 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 very good one that isn't very metal, but was the band that I hoped would be added to the lineup, and then they were, and then we saw them, and they were very good. That's Biohazard. I can't believe you just said it's not very metal. What do well, you think Biohazard are? Well, describe no, Biohazard not, to no. me. Put it this way, you're going to Wacken and you want to drink in all of the like European th- or the thrash or the just all of this like that sort of metal. And then there's lovely little biohazards with their like 
crossover rap Lovely metal. little biohazard yeah. is not the right word for four. Extraordinarily but tough men from Brooklyn. They, and don't they fought, see how tough they are? had to fight on the streets. They have, just to get to the train. <laughs> what do they make of Brooklyn now? Oh, I mean, I can't believe it. There. None of them could live there anymore, could they? I bet they, they? do. I bet they they do. probably can't afford it. They go, they go to shout <laughs> Brooklyn all the time. Well, yeah, but There's that's bits of Brooklyn they, they could live on. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Those big flats that are just the other side of Coney Island that you can always see. <laughs> yeah, those. Cool, I'd like to go in them. I bet Shez Ronnie's probably got one of them as well. <laughs> that looked like Shez Ronnie's house, actually. And talking about pornography, the uh, the bass player from Biohazard, Evan Seinfeld. Yeah, who's who, newly returned. Because newly he returned, been with so it's the original lineup. I should probably say as well, as a teenager, if I had a heroes, if I actually had like bona fide, I want to look, dress, Beak, and act like cool. anybody, Biohazard were it. So, so I don't have that history no, with them of course, because yeah. um, I knew them as a name. Like I knew the name Biohazard and I kind of knew-ish, but I got it very wrong. I knew kind of that they were in the metal scene of the 90s, but I didn't know that they actually came from that like hardcore scene and were crossing over sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, they sort of did. Sort of did. Sort of did. But I just kind of twinned them. I was just like, oh, they're probably, you know, peers of Sepultura in my brain. Yeah, they sort of were, um, sort of. But I never really listened to it as as a kid. I got into music just after they really came out. So I didn't really, I don't know. I just didn't listen to them at all until the aforementioned Metal Mayhem 4 CD compilation that you made went into the car. <laughs> four CDRs, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And um, I remember on each CD, just a song would come out and be like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Like, this should be embarrassing, but I'm really enjoying it. And it would be Biohazard every time. I think Biohazard, if you haven't heard them, it's best described as Metallic, no, not metallic hard. It, it's heavy metal. It's metal, modern nineties mo- metal. Yeah, I was gonna say modern metal. It's nineties. It's nineties metal with a little smattering of hardcore thrown in. But most, well, and with the earlier stuff was more hardcore. But yeah. it's fundamentally nineties metal with like rap. Yeah, but white white people rapping. White people from Brooklyn rapping about how hard they are. Um, but it's Which so much better. So, so much better. I mean, you could say the same about Dog Eat Dog, who were also fucking. Im- brilliant I yeah i think i was i think i just hit peak drunk when they play but i was yeah. so happy when they doggy were dog so played. good so doggy dog and biohazard sort of similar doggy dog are like a pop version of biohazard though, yeah you with know a saxophone. with a saxophone with a very nervous looking russian man on the saxophone yeah. <laughs> who's uh, probably wondering what he's doing in this band but doggy dog but, no, but not just doggy before dog, sorry just, just but yeah biohazard can yeah. i just say evan seinfeld just because it, you know, it talks of Shez Ronnie a little bit. Oh yes, Evan Seinfeld, the bass player from Biohazard, left Biohazard to become a pornographic actor. Yes, and director, spider something, spider something or another. And I haven't ever seen his cock, but I think he was also in Oz, and I think you see he his was? cock in that as well. Oh, but um, he married a quite. I don't know her name. I don't know porn people. No, but, um, I don't know who she is. But he married someone who I think, in a relatively mainstream way, is like a famous porno person. Okay. Jenna met someone maybe, but then mm. they probably all called Jenna or something. I don't <laughs> know. Um, but yeah, he married someone quite famous and then became a pornography actor himself. Mm-hmm. He does look like a strange sort of. I mean, he's obviously kept himself extraordinarily well. These are all men in their fifties. Yeah, and oh, they all look fucking good for they it. Look don't get me fucking wrong. Fucking brilliant. But he, you know, he doesn't wear. He's, I've not seen him with the top on yet since they. He's a skinny boy reformed. now, and he's a skinny. And he, well, thing. he's sort of that kind of naught percent body fat. Yeah. There was definitely you could see. So we were right up the front of buyers. I haven't done this for since I was a teenager. No, probably. I, I, I we, were almost, right we were almost we were almost at the at the front. You know, the like touching the barrier. Kind yeah, of we thing. were one behind. And uh, so we were right there, and you could see his presumably wife or girlfriend. Because he kept going off and kissing her. Yeah. Who was 
probably mid twenties. Yeah, thirty years younger than yeah. him easily, and obviously a porno, porno star. <laughs> I would say, or at least, yeah, I don't know. Or he picked her because he looked like his type. I assume ah! his type is pornography. But why is that? Why? Why am I being outrageous? I don't know. She was a young, pretty girl. I don't dressed know. up like people who star in porn dress up. Well, she had like a fancy tracksuit on. No, she didn't have a tracksuit at all. She was, she was in the mud on like massive high heels with a tiny mini skirt. And no. t- maybe we were looking at a different person. I think we were looking at different people. I didn't oh, see well, anyone he maybe like that. had more than one girlfriend. Oh, gosh. I mean, he is a pornography maybe, actor. Maybe. maybe he goes and kisses lots of different girls on the side. Who knows? Anywho, Biohazard were fucking amazing. They were so good, like life affirmingly good. Yeah. They really had a energy that i wasn't expecting because i i kind of hoped they would be good that's the thing like i hoped they were going to be good but i'm thinking realistically these are people have they gotten back together for one last hurrah who knows because we don't know anything other than they're just back together well, to we found something. out they didn't we they're making a new and album they a new and they're going to be touring they're back, they're back. <laughs> but yeah billy biohazard got in the crowd was playing guitar like you know being held up and it was yeah. just like everything you kind of hoped a band of their t- you know type at the time they were first out would have done let alone now when they're like you know, 30 years older. It was so, so good. Everything I kind of hoped it was going to be. So that was brilliant. You name a band now. I've well, done Doggy Dog. I think, yeah, I've done Doggy Dog. I think um, there's two, the last two bands that we saw oh. were examples of bands that having spent the year getting ready to go to Wacken yeah. and trying to listen to all the bands and get an idea of which ones you want to listen to or see. There was two bands that really stood out to me for completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. And they happened to play one after the other as like the last, pretty much the last things we saw on the yeah. on the Saturday. And those are, there's a band called Nesta, mm-hmm. who are from Sweden. Actually, both bands are from Sweden. Mm-hmm. band called Nesta and a band called Evergrey. Yeah. Could not be more different, but I, I encourage you to listen to them both yeah. with huge aplomb. Huge aplomb. Um, Nesta sound like 1989 era cock, cock rock. rock, but like, like, like Journey more. Yeah. Like keyboard, he can led. really sing. They can all really play. He can really sing. There, it's actually a lovely band. So there's, they, they've got like kind of a big song. So yeah. if you put in Nesta, one song will come up, and um, it's fucking brilliant. It's amazing. But when you watch it, oh, well, the first time I watched it, I thought, oh, these are hipsters. Yeah, these pretending. are like these are funk fucking like these are Brooklyn hipsters. <laughs> No. Like doing sort of like taking the piss. Why has it come and knock them yeah, out? Yeah, kind minute. of like oh, isn't it funny? We listen to a Bon Jovi album from '89. Let's yeah. do that, and then they've done it really well, which is even more annoying because they're hipsters. Yeah. Anyway, they're not. They're Swedish men in their forties. Yeah. Who started a band in 1989 when they were like 13 when they were really young, trying to do the music that they liked, which was like fucking Skid Row and Firehouse. Yeah. And then basically had a go they did they did a bunch of yeah they did a bunch of years of just trying and and failing yeah then they all went and got normal jobs and they've kind of led a normal life and then a couple of years ago they decided to to get together and they just released this one album they've got one album out and every single song is as good as don't stop believing and i stand by that a hundred percent yeah like it's unbelievable how good they are and and they're not hipsters. They're just like no. these old men yeah. who've got back together. They they wear they wear outfits that do not suit their body shapes, uh, and I really well, appreciate that. But no, they no, look fantastic. Very well, well, they look done. fantastic. But they're obviously men. I, as a man in his forties, I they are you obviously know, men in the. 40s. I know I am aware of what I look like, and I'm only judging them by the <laughs> by the same uh, same criterion. I did love that the lead singer went round and was just like, "Yeah, we you know things got in the way, like life and education, but we're back now. But we do all have, apart from him, we do have real jobs. Like one of them is a 
know, a police officer, one well, was yeah. a school principal. Think about this, this is how different the metal scene is from the <laughs> from the punk scene. The first one he said is, oh, this, this, uh, yeah, the guy on the keyboards, he's a police officer. Everyone cheered. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. this massive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wow, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surreal uh but yeah and then talking about um funny looking old men <gasps> uh then there's evergrey yeah. evergrey are another swedish band nothing like nestor whatsoever and if there is a type of music which i should be embarrassed about enjoying it's this yeah. they are like melodic metal it's like ballads like but not ballad, really like ballads. heavy ballads ballads but with a double kick drum the entire yeah. way through and like not messing around yeah. really taking themselves seriously the singer obviously re- he writes all the songs he's obviously like the main guy sounds like and he Brian Adams songs kind of like just but like, like modern they yeah. are I mean production wise it's very modern yeah for metal um, it's you know Actually, it's just they're a bit journey like yeah, in, in the kind of but melody. also a little bit grunge like like I mean there's yeah. just the point is is that it's just embar- it's music that you should be embarrassed by but I am not because they're fucking brilliant yeah. and when and I was when I saw them live I was because I've had I bought a couple of their albums and I really like them but every time I listen to them I think what am I doing listening yeah. to this this is very strange and I thought seeing them live I thought it was going to be a bit I thought we were going to get through a song and I was going to be like, oh, yeah, I can't I've, do this. I've misjudged this. The opposite happened. We watched the whole set. The exact opposite <laughs> happened. You liked them too, though. Yeah, they were brilliant. And I don't they think really you did good. like them when I was listening to them a lot no, at home. No, no. <laughs> I, I do like them, uh, listening to it at home. It get Their songs get so stuck in my head. But they are a kind of music that you just think... You couldn't really... I don't know. I don't think it's you could very really uncool. age it. It's like, very it's, uncool. It's very uncool. And music. you couldn't... It's like it sounds. It is current, but it doesn't. It could sound like it came from any time. Yeah. You just don't really. It could have been any time in the last twenty years. The only reason you know it's current is because it sounds very well put together. Yeah, like it's recorded. And yeah, the production. Well. The production yeah. But it, it, I do. I, there is a part of me that feels like when I was a kid, no one would ever say, "God, I really like Stone Temple Pilots." <laughs> you know, you yeah. just wouldn't yeah. because you knew that they were an embarrassment. Yeah, it's almost a bit like, "Oh yeah, I'm really into punk. I really like Sum Forty One. Yeah, like you just wouldn't say it because it's embarrassing. Even I if you like, really like I them. mean, even to our like modern punk and maybe biohazard, biohazard maybe. probably is no nah, but you would in the 90s you weren't embarrassed to like biohazard <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah yeah so um so yeah ever I, but out of those two bands because no one's gonna like evergrey and it and if you literally i think i don't think anyone would even have to listen to evergrey if you look at a picture of them you'd immediately go nah. no fucking way. but nestor why, why has that man dyed his beard <laughs> nestor you, seriously if you've got a if you've got a soul Go listen to 1989. Fucking get on it. It's so good. It's so good. It's fucking brilliant. Who else did you like? Well, there was this little bit of time that we had over. So there was the two big main stages and then there were like a baby equivalent of them, which was two stages next to each other. It's where we saw Dog Eat Dog. It's where we saw Evergrey and Nestor. Mm -hmm. We had this little um, death black metal section of the day that we weren't expecting was just for the, the record Siobhan it was black it was a black metal section it was a black metal section you can't start saying what? a death it black one, metal section. wasn't one of them a death metal one a black uh, I think they were all uh, I'm not sure I was metal? quite drunk I was quite drunk one was definitely black metal we'll call them both black metal <laughs> um, we weren't pla- weren't planning it was just the nice thing about whacking you just happen upon things and we happened upon um, a band called Defleshed, mm-hmm. who I think are uh, they've been are going a while. Metal, actually, yeah, sorry, I was yeah, drunk again. I was yeah, drunk. Yeah, I they they so. are they are death metal. You're right. And they, but you still shouldn't call it death black metal. You no, should say well, death, death metal black and metal. separately black metal because otherwise yeah. you'll be burned. I will be burned. <laughs> I mean, the next band we're definitely going to burn people. 
But um, so Deflesh came out. Yeah, they're like more death metal. They've been going for some time, it would appear. Mm-hmm. And the guy, they obviously haven't played in a while. Not in a horrible way, as in they played extraordinarily well. But the guy kept saying, like, I'm really going to need your voices for this because my voice is dying. But they were just so good. It was a proper one of those, like, this next song is called... Because <laughs> <laughs> every fucking band did that. But it was a proper... They were the correct band to see to do that. And they were just fucking brilliant. I can't really describe it particularly well, but it was just like... This is what Wacken's about: bumping into and seeing some actual metal. Because yeah. whilst they had European really metal, good riffs, yeah, that really was the like thing that stood riff. out. So you could you could argue that they sounded like everyone else, but there was something that made them stand out because the riffs, every single one was like, "Fuck yeah,", yeah. you know. Like, and then they'd stop, and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm not sure about this music." And they'd start, and you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah well, like this." <laughs> yeah, it was like that. It really was like that. Um, and I just got just such a good feeling about them, and just yeah. Whilst Europe- a lot of the European metal that we were listening to prior to going, like Evergrey, <laughs> was like this melodic kind of almost European pop stuff. And so many of the bigger bands, like there was a band called Amaranth that does that. There was a band called Ginger that does that. Tons of these bands that were really high up that really did this like sing-along kind of, even though they had a bit of a like, blah, 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 blah in it. Hmm. Whereas it was just good to have finally happened upon some proper like metal can't understand what they're saying metal mm. so that was really good and then the very next band that played were Carpathian Forest they were fucking killing. who were just like oh my god we've seen some Norwegian black metal yes mm. um, I don't think they're Norwegian are they not Norwegian no but anyway but it was probably but it was in that style, that style of yeah. you know they had the black and white face paint on they had hopefully not real but could have been like chicken corpses on all of their they would have been real um, microphone stands yeah, definitely one real. on every single stand just yeah. like an upside down raw chicken love that shit in black metal um, and it was just like Not a place for vegans Siobhan no and then you got one of their t-shirts and it literally just anti-human all over it and it's just like <laughs> this is perfection and it was so good and it was something that I was just like oh I I hoped that we'd see something like this and not only did have we seen it we've seen such a good version of it so yeah. that was a nice little uh, interlude of I Black like Black Metal a lot I might have said this before but yeah. I, I do like Black Metal a lot but I'm, I don't I must have I have seen it live I don't think I've ever seen any good bands live, but I've definitely seen some. Yeah. But I have to admit, watching that, I was taken aback by just the... I know why people go and watch Black Metal. Because there is a... I think that if you're not really into it, it would be easy to say, well, what's the fucking point? Like, there's it's just... Like, it's just not. But there is some... It's like a weird atmosphere and majesty to it. Uh, it's yeah. Just very, it's almost like classical music. Yeah. It's the feel. It's got nothing to do... You're not going to sing along. Yeah. You're not going to dance. You're yeah. not going to have any... You're not going to have any experience that you would have to most most music, but yeah, to absorb it. And I definitely found that then and again. I was pretty drunk by that point, but it definitely just felt like yeah, like waves of just sort of yeah, undulating kind of existence. I mean, that I mean, not that it's anywhere near the same, but Wardruna had that fucking yeah, actually is very similar. Yeah, it's really similar because Wardruna's songs don't have like choruses, or and you're not going to dance to them. So again, it's like what do you get? You just sort of get it. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. So yeah, that was another little bit that I loved. I can see another one on your list that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned yet of the uh, not metal. Oh, okay. Well, so there is a band that I now think I love. And yep. they were a band whose name I've known for years, and probably I think most people, certainly anybody that I'd was around pop punk in the nineties, would have heard, or maybe not nineties. It might have been noughties, maybe. Yeah. The the do nots. I or think the that's how you say it. Or the yeah. Um, I think that they released stuff on Victory Records, and I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure I'm right, unless I've got to mix up with like someone they else. Would have. <laughs> yeah. And um, their last album. So I my understanding of them was really that they were kind of like a poppy punk 
with a minor element of hardcore thrown in, but like very pop punk. Very pop punk. And if you look at like early videos of them, they are that. Yeah. It's almost, it isn't this bad. Could have been peers of Newfound Glory. Almost Newfound Glory. But it's not, it's better than that, but it's still not that much better than that. But they've just recently released a new album and I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't stick to one genre at all. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Like the songwriting is exceptional. It's almost like some of it is like almost indie. It jumps Mm -hmm. from place to place. They'll have songs that start as this kind of thing that sounds a bit like Radiohead. And then suddenly there'll be another bit will start and it will sound like the hives and then it will go back. But they'll, but for some reason it flows really well and it's just a really good song. It's just, they, I, I was blown away by their music. I didn't necessarily think they were going to be that good live. Yeah, you were like, let's just go watch a bit because I think they did um, clash with someone. Yeah, or they overlapped dog. with someone. <laughs> it was doggy dog. And so we were like, <laughs> we're probably not going to see much because then we'll run off and see doggy dog. Yeah, which we did. And then, lo and behold, we stayed for bloody ages oh, because they, they were, were fucking brilliant. Brilliant. And I don't know if it's because I, you know, I think that. I mean, in hindsight, I mean, they've been obviously been going twenty plus years. They are all just like punks. But yeah. they're obviously punks that had some sort of mainstream success in yeah. Germany, not, not anywhere else, um, or in mainland Europe, maybe. But um, but yeah, and they've just kept doing it, and they, I think, very genuine. I think, and mm. like, I don't know. It just, they just, I don't know. To put a band like that at Wacken yeah. is quite. They're obviously big in Germany, so that probably makes some sense. But they did not fit at all. There was a no. few punk bands like Dropkick Murphys headline one of the days. It's not. It's not impossible. The entire festival. Well, yeah, but They're it's not brilliant. impossible for that sort of stuff to work in the in the at yeah. Wacken. But still, I, when they were announced, I was a little surprised. bit like, "Really? Like, mm. how's that actually going to work?" Because that was quite a late worked. announcement as well. Wasn't it was, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really worked. Um, but yeah, I just thought they were brilliant. They were fantastic. Uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, so Iron Maiden were great in a lot of ways. They were probably extraordinarily well. They played three songs, I'd heard. Four songs in two and a half hours. It was all... and I, in a way, So the more I think of it... So I didn't enjoy it. And at the time, I know we were a bit annoyed about it. But in a way, I respect it. Because I think yeah. they were mostly playing stuff... Like I haven't listened to an Iron Maiden album yeah. since the noughties. I remember it, the Blaze it, Bailey ones. Yeah. So what's that? Late 90s, probably. Yeah. And I think if you're playing to a crowd of bona fide Iron Maiden fans, they don't mm. want to hear every hit. They want to hear the ones that you don't normally play or the ones from all of those other albums. I was chatting to someone about this the other day and I was likening it to us if we went to see Kiss. Of course, yeah. we're always going to love a greatest hit set. But if they played some of those random songs off Asylum, we'd be like, fuck yes, this is so good. Yeah. But they're never going to do that because they just won't. Whereas I think Iron Maiden may have, we don't know because we don't know what they played, may have done one of those sets where it's like, oh, you like us? We'll make sure we play all of those random songs that turns out everyone likes. We'll also play four songs that David Siobhan know. But um, <laughs> other than that... Uh, well, this is the second time I've seen Iron Maiden and both times have been the same. The first time, and it was must have been 15 years ago now, um, my mate just had a ticket. Yeah. And so I said, yeah, fuck it, I'll come and see Iron Maiden. I don't really know him. Expect him to... You know, again, ha- yeah. had exact basically the exact same experience because when I turned up, they announced that the first thing was we're going to play the entirety of our new album, and, like, and oh. everybody cheered, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and then they literally played an encore of. Uh, I know they played Fear of the Dark, but other than that, I couldn't even tell you. They played like three songs that I knew, yeah, and then that was it. And and so this time I was like, "Well, this is a festival. There's no way they're doing yeah, that again. No way they're doing that again." But yeah, so I didn't enjoy it very much, but I do have a lot of respect for them for doing it because I yeah. think that. 
unbeknownst to us and probably most other people, Iron Maiden have continued to make new albums. Yeah. So because they're continuing to make new albums that I think generally their fans at least think yeah. are as good as, why wouldn't... Of course exactly. you should You should play songs off your new albums. It doesn't matter that I, you're 40-something years since you started or yeah. 50 years. And maybe. if you've been making a new album every, say on average, three years... You've got fucking loads of albums. If you play one song off of every album, you're still not going to get to half of the songs that yeah, we yeah. would have known. Yeah. So and they and they did they play. Did yeah, the they thing. played well. There was some sort of they made Iron Maiden in the sky. Yeah, they did. There was, one point. Yeah. I thought there'd be more fireworks, but yeah, it was what it was. Another minor shout out to Steve Harris's son's band, <gasps> the Raven oh, Age. I knew. I was like, what was that band that played that all of a sudden it was just a lovely time. It was the Raven Age. I forgot about that. Well, so the Ra- my brother's been going on about the Raven Age for ages, and he played them to us a little while ago, yeah. and it did sound all right. But I have to, and, and out, like, oh, out of con- no, out of context. It sort of sounded like Evergrey. It was like it's really poppy heavy metal. Oh, and that guy's very sing. very well played. And so, and he's he. My brother really likes them, and he keeps yeah. going on about them. And he went to see their album launch, and he met Steve Harris, and he was very proud of that. My brother he really was. really loves Iron Maiden. Yeah. And um, so he kept saying, oh, you should definitely go and see Raven Age. So we did. Half yeah. 11 in the morning. Yeah, half 11 started. in the morning. And um, I think this was when we'd, we'd just been offered sun cream in the rain. <laughs> I think, I think so it, was, it was a funny yeah. time. And um, they look, I'll be honest, they look horrible. They've gone to, oh, what? You're a mid-30s to 40s man and you want to dress cool and rock and roll? Here's all of the black and leather yeah, you can be given. Except they must be in their early 20s. Yeah, they must be. But they're dressing but, like... They all had the same little like waistcoat on. All of the people apart from the main guy. The main guy had a flasher coat on. Well, the main guy looks like... A, he looks like sort of Adam Lambert. He does look like Adam Lambert. And then the... I couldn't work out which one Steve Harris's I think Steve was, Harris's but one I was hope, the other pretty boy. I hope it's not because that guy's got that weird massive... Side parting hair. hair. Oh no! So there's two. There's another one that looks. He's really made a strange decision with his hair. Oh yeah, no, not that one. The one that's slightly curly. I've seen pictures of them, and they do. You know, they're really airbrushed, and it's a very unusual thing. But they are really good. They were very good, and they were very good. And I must say, like I'd heard, (laughs) they've just released a new album. And one of the songs off this new album is really, really good. Aww. And they played it. They played it, so that was all good. And I felt a little twinge. Little twinge, little emotion twinge. I, uh, I, um, I don't know whether we should talk about this really, but I, 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 I haven't cried <laughs> since, <laughs> God, we're going since I was here. in the first year senior. <laughs> and uh, maybe this is how we should finish. No, maybe not. I don't no, know. I maybe don't. I just shouldn't say this. I haven't <laughs> cried since I was about 11. Yeah, this and is a very healthy conversation. I found that since the cat died, a couple of things have stirred me up. Yeah, a couple of things. Let's not and name all the things because don't go there again. We don't but have on, to name all the things. But I just, it, I don't, and so it's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not someone who is not. I'm not someone who has a problem with men crying at all. Clearly, You've right? Wanted to cry for but, years, but I literally, probably because I've been brought up a male in yeah. the in this world, I had it knocked out of me that to not, and I've never been able to. No, never been able to. And then just and then, like I say, then I don't know. I don't just know after reason. the cat, there's been a couple of things. There's been a couple that have of things just, uh, knocked you sideways. But the, but the, and I bring this up really in humour because it is hilarious. I mean, I absolutely. There was, I, was like, oh I don't God. know what happened. It's half oh. eleven in the morning at Wacken. We're living in the bog. Yeah, you the barely drank the anything. The sun has at this just point. come out. I've not really drunk anything. Raven Age play this like pappy metal song, which I happen to have listened to on YouTube a couple of times. And I don't know. The moment just. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I remember watching, me. watching the band, <laughs> then turning to my turning to look at you and being like, "Oh my god, what the fuck!" <laughs> and I was like, "Are you all right?" Because I just saw you go to like rub your eye, and I was like. <laughs> What? And like, not to like, uh, it's what she would have wanted. It's what she would have wanted. Because I definitely didn't want to dismiss it because I was just like, oh no, now I'm taking the piss. But I was like, what the hell? What what are you doing? Like, the (laughs) the, the boy from Essex is having a big sing song. Yeah, you're sad. And so now that song suddenly has gone from being a papi metal song that literally I'd be embarrassed to be like, you might like it, you know. I wouldn't play it to anyone else and be yeah. like, "This song's quite good." It's just the most ridiculous song. It has got a good chorus and yeah. nice riff. It's a well-written song. It's a good song. Yeah, it's, a good it's song. a brilliant song actually. It's actually fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. the best song ever. Written. One of my favourite songs ever. <laughs> but for some reason, standing in a field in the middle of Germany, three months after the cat dies, yeah, they bang into this big chorus, and I don't know what happened. Well, that, that's what happened. <laughs> It was a bit of an emotion. But... It was a bit emotional. So therefore, so now... Suddenly... But then when he finished singing that song, he was like, you're right, everyone yeah, out yeah, here in Germany! And then I was just like, oh my God, what oh, have He's I ruined it with his face. What have I done there? <laughs> What's happened? What's happened? What has happened? Why? How did we end up in this field in northern Germany? In watching a this bog, Essex boy. Watching someone from Essex sing a song so emotional <laughs> that it makes a man... Who has l- ...largely made of stone shed a small tear... <laughs> About a dead cat. There we are. What a, what a whacking. What a way to whacking. What a way to whacking. What a way to whacking. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then we had to go the whole fucking day. I mean, that was literally the first thing that happened. After that, we saw Dog Eat Dog. I will say that was quite an emotional day generally. I think there, yeah. was, there was something about Dog Eat Dog playing as well. And again, it's because... They were old men me, having the best time. For, for me, it's different to you. But yeah. I think Biohazard and Dog Eat Dog had the same quality to them. Which, and again, for both of us, it was different, but there yeah. was still a reason. For me, it's because when I was 13, 14, these bands were like my favourite bands and yeah. they were cool. Yeah. And now they're old men who've lived lives. Yeah. Some of your doggy dog haven't really had much success. No. Since the nineties, but they've carried on going. They've had a go. They're sort of going. eking out some sort of a career, and they're, they're like, just, "This is our new album." Yeah, they're still <laughs> making like, albums. What the fuck? Yeah. But both of them have done the same thing, where it's just like it's so nice to see people of that age who've yeah. obviously not had the most ideal lives, yeah. just having the best fucking and you, time. You said that about Biohazard specifically because when we were so close, you were just like, "I feel a bit weird." Like these are genuinely my hit. Like it feels a bit hero worshipy. Like these were my heroes, yeah. and I'm. I didn't think we'd be this close. No, to I mean, them. I don't feel it now because I'm a grown up, but like, but I do a bit. As yeah, well, you you, that's what you were that... saying. You're like weird to feel it a little bit, but I do feel a little bit of a oh my god, that's the people I used to idolise. Because you sort of chip into your, you chip into your like what what how you felt when you were a teenager, yeah. which of course was well leading up to really it, fucked you, up and um, weird. The copy of State of the World Address, you were like, please be careful with that because. <laughs> I have opened it it's so many times. It's a special edition CD, yeah, Sean, like, which is made of paper. You've got to put the CD back in really carefully <laughs> because I have. you can see how often I've been looking at it. And when you opened it, it's just pictures of them as kids. And you're like, well, not as kids, but when they were playing at the time. And you know, there's only two albums. I'm going to bring this back round to that. I think I'm right in saying this. The last episode of the podcast that we did. There's two albums that I feel that way of. Okay. Because they're made of paper, but also because they're important yeah. to me. That Biohazard album and the first Blind Melon album. Hey! Very nice. Should we sort of finish? Yeah, it has gone a little bit long, hasn't it? Do you think? Should we Should we finish with one more band? Oh, that yeah. We thought yeah. Were really good. Go on. Um, Oh, I just thought you to, had one up your no, sleeve. No, no, I've got, I've got two <laughs> Go on, you do bands two, that I I've... think sum up the variety that was at Wacken. Mm-hmm. One of them is called Chemican. Oh, yeah. 
they were fucking mad. Yep. They were um na- they were Mexican dressed as native Mexican like Inca. Like I mean I don't know. Inca, I think it was Aztec, I think it was Aztec, I don't know. Yeah. Um with full black and white face paint on, full feathery um hats and yeah. and garb. One of them got spanked on stage. Yeah, they by had a, a little witch guy come out. Yeah, that's it. Which doctory <laughs> stuff was going on at all times and it was fucking mad. The music was still so incredibly good, but the whole performance was just fucking mad. People come out with fire sticks. Just and they were like, We're gonna do a spell now and you're like, What is going yeah. on? And they were I've forgotten about them actually, but they were fucking they, great. And that was on the first day really and we good. were like, Yes, this stuff is fucking mad. This is so good. This is what I hope to see. The other one was Angus McSix. <laughs> because same two, stage, same time of day. Yeah, I think that's true. Very different, different day, uh, very different thing. So one thing to be said about this Angus McSix is there is a Wacken playlist that got made and tons of people, if you're on YouTube or Spotify, everyone kind of started listening to it. And because Angus McSix alphabetically is really near the beginning <laughs> and they have a song called Masters of the Universe and it's really fucking catchy. It's really annoying. It's, it's good. Though. But it's very catchy. It's, good. it's proper. If you want to hear what European metal sounds like, that's what it type Angus like. McSix into whatever, you've, whatever you're listening to this on. Um, do it on YouTube so you can see the video because it's fucking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's he's a bit made a concept album about He Man, yeah, in which he's fighting Skeletor. Yeah, it's and important to his, say that his I mean, guitarist that's... is dressed as Skeletor yeah, as well, yeah. and he comes out in full fucking mental garb. Yeah. And there's a, a big sword and a stone thing. A little golem creature comes out at one point. It's like, yeah. get away, golem! But anyway, <laughs> the the point of that um, playlist thing mention is. A lot of people would have known this song, yeah. whether they wanted to or not. Just having the playlist on the background, waiting for the Iron Maiden song to come on. You have to get through this Angus McSig song, which to my ear would be quite annoying to most people. Oh, fuck no. They were the first thing on that day on the Saturday <laughs> and there was such a big crowd to see them. And I was like, if he's clever, he'll open with that song. Yes, he did. Yeah. He opened with that song immediately. The whole crowd is revved. And then the whole fucking set is mental. At one point, they say, we need someone to ride on this trusty seed. Steed, even, not seed. Fuck. <laughs> um, and it was a, a big inflatable like unicorn yeah. uh, chair that you put in a pool. And they got someone from the crowd to ride it from the stage to the back. So across, I don't know, like 20,000 people mm. to get a beer and then ride it back to give the oh, yeah. guitarist a beer because the guitarist can only function if she has beer or something. Unfortunately, they did forget about this poor song. Yeah. Did it, but someone well, he did took, it. He, he did it, and but he took longer than the song. And so, and so by on. the time he got back there, they'd started the next song, and they just ignored him. And, and he, he was sat there on a unicorn with a beard, <laughs> yeah, trying like, to pass on. it to the woman. And <laughs> it was a, but it was a little bit incredible. Like it I kind of was thinking, I don't know if I'm really up for this at all, but it was a spectacle that was very good i think as well I and was once a bit you just worried. release yourself and decide you're enjoying it and you're like you know what that man that's a grown man yeah that's making a living and fun out of dressing like that pretending but that's the thing it skeletal. was fun yeah. it was tongue-in-cheek yeah. so he was in a band called glory hammer he was the singer oh, okay. of or is maybe and so this is like his solo also, project a set of pipes on him yeah no he's Fuck got an incredible out. voice but he but the whole thing was so like when you said earlier like oh a little like dwarf came out and he said no you can't have my sword that could go two ways so it wasn't like a serious thing he literally said something like oh fuck off Gollum fuck off Gollum that's <laughs> so, my yeah, sword yeah. So, like, it was very tongue in cheek and, yeah. and I think it as a show it was very entertaining it you was knew very that they, they were in on the they were in on the joke 
Which I suppose, if you've made an album about He-Man, you probably are in on the joke. Well, no, because when we watched the video of Master of the Universe, I've never, I've always found him very irritating. Like, what is this stupid nerd? Like, I've never really thought, but I've never really thought that he thought it was that funny. Mm. Whereas watching it live, I was like, oh, no, I get it. He is on on the joke. And this is actually quite hilarious And, and brilliant. Like, musically, it's so good as well. So... Yeah, I think them, Chemican, very, very varied. And I think that kind of like sums up how ridiculous Wacken was. We also saw five minutes of Megadeth, so that counts. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Dave Mustaine. Yeah, I don't know. What's face. everyone's opinion on Megadeth? I, I I liked him a bit when I was younger, but I, and I think I just liked Symphony of Destruction. And I remember I got the album that it was from and it was a bit like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I remember putting some of those songs on your 90s oh, thing skip, and we skip every, every single single one. one because there's... I don't know Quite if it's just not aged very well or what has happened. But I think I think he is someone who's incredibly talented that ended up not really showing off how good he is in that band. Yeah, and maybe the same could be said for the others in it. As I well. think musically, though, I think if you're a if you're into like guitars, and yeah. drums, they have got the best musicians. But it's just like the songs, He's his voice as well. Yeah, I don't Hello, know. Hello, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a, a horror. But yeah, whacking. So Breakfast. let's call it a day. Let's call it a day. This has been Breakfast Punks episode 62 or 3, I think 2. Yeah. Um, I don't know when, if if or when there will be another one. You can d- do whatever you want as far as social media is concerned, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we're not going to plug anything. No. We're just going to put this out and see. And if you want to listen to it, you can listen to it. And if you yeah. don't, you don't. And that's fine. We just kind of wanted to make a stamp of whacking onto the world and have mm. a little chat about it. And we have. I think we have. I think we've we've fully done that. We've bloody done it. We've bloody done it. So who knows? We might be back. Let's see if we do anything else interesting that's worth talking about. (laughs) Next time we do something interesting, you'll be the first to know. (laughs) Breakfast punk. Expect a further ramble in the future. But yeah, I hope everyone's well. Yeah, it's weird having not done this uh, in a long time. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been really nice. But it's one of the things. I feel like it took a while to for me, not for you. You were fine, but I mean, (laughs) I wasn't. I'm not critiquing took a while for me to get into it <laughs> it's weird doing this again in a way I'm joking I, don't know I am I 43 should I've just been funny <laughs> you got to put the work in first <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's one of them things I think it's nice to I think before when we were doing it we felt this pressure to do something every two weeks and then sometimes we'd be talking about things that we weren't that interested in I think coming at it from a perspective of when the times arise that we think, God, it'd be nice to just randomly do an episode. Which we kind of, when we finished, we did kind of say, maybe we'll just randomly do episodes. And here we are, doing done Randomly one. doing an episode. So I think every now and then is not a bad shout. It's just nice to do it without any pressure. Because I think yeah, I mean, I every d- Tuesday we'd roll around and we'd be like, right, we've got to do the bloody podcast. And I don't we think always that's enjoyed- true. No, I don't think that's true. I think, I think the way you're describing ele- it is not quite, maybe that's how you felt. No, no, no. But I think I there felt. was a teeny element of pressure to do it every week. And you had a lot of work that came with it. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know. But I think that all of the things you've just described as being negative are also the exact things that were positive about it. Yeah. It made us sit down every two weeks and talk to each other for two and a half hours. Yeah. It made us have a project on the go at all times. Yeah. And, and And having, I think that not having that routine of doing it on a regular basis you know means that it becomes very easy not to do it so yeah. i can think of, so if you're in a band and you don't have a regular day where you practice every week then you probably 
you're going to go months sometimes and you'll be like oh fuck we haven't practiced we better get together yeah you know it's so that all of the things that you've just described in an incredibly negative way sorry i would argue are the exact positive aspects of how how it used to be in comparison to maybe trying to do it again so we'll see we'll see maybe you know let us know if you want if you enjoyed this that would be lovely i'm not going to bother with anything you know contact us if you want if you don't then fuck it thank you um we'll see you sometime yeah we'll see you sometime happy uh listening to this working podcast happy day uh, go and listen to heavy metal it'll make you feel much better indeed do it bye bye heavy metal rules all that punk shit sucks it doesn't belong in this world it belongs on fucking mars man what the hell is punk shit and Madonna, Madonna can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. She's a dick. I mean, seriously, heavy, oh, <laughs> heavy metal definitely rules. Twisted Sister, Jews, Priest, Docking, Ozzy, Scorpions, they all rule.